Welcome to an I Thought It Smelled Bad on the Outside, a podcast about Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Jones. With me, as always, is Brent Stevenson. Good evening. So, a question for you, Brent. Yes. Do you know how to swim? I do know how to swim. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) I do. Probably one of those things that, uh, you know, um, you, you never think about uh, asking somebody until it's too late. I figure I would get this out of the way now because uh, as you we're going to discuss uh, uh, later on or later in, uh, during this episode, uh, that's probably something you should be aware of. Yes. Uh, so we're obviously going to be talking about uh, episode 10 of Andor. So spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm assuming you have. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I have seen it. Yep. <laughs> yes. We haven't, we did, we didn't talk about it earlier, so no. I, I, I figured as much <laughs> yes. one day I'll, you know, we we'll, might be surprised by it, but, uh, so I, I, I think I know what your answer is going to be on uh, about this, but what did you think of episode 10? Wow. <laughs> just mm-hmm. one word, just wow. Um, I guess for everyone who thought Andor was slow, um, I'm sure this episode would have changed their mind because <laughs> the pace was pretty quick mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, which was very nice. Um, yeah, I just, again, kudos overall, just another... Another awesome episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it went by very quickly. Um, I keep feeling like as we see episodes, I'm like, oh, th- th- this might be my favorite episode. Uh, or, or maybe not necessarily favorite, but this might be the best episode. And uh, the last two episodes are going to have have a lot of work in front of them because yes. this episode was <laughs> fantastic um, to the point where if this is where they said season one ended, uh, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that, that's a, you know, the um, you had, you know, you had some big, uh, um, I don't necessarily want to call them action pieces, but a, a big set piece, a big story piece. Um, we had some really interesting uh, character revelations, mm-hmm. um, and just where everything was kind of left off at the end, of it, it felt like, oh yeah, you could see this as like the, the end of a chapter, absolutely, you know, or, or or the end of a season. So, um, I don't even know where to start. Um, uh, you know, let's start with with Mon Mothma uh, because that's that's probably the the smallest part uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, uh, of the episode, but still really interesting. Very. Uh, very we got we got to meet the um, uh, the crime boss. Uh, or the, the criminal that we uh, that was referenced last week, who doesn't really seem like a crime boss at all. No, I was it just seems like yeah, I was a little thrown off at first when I saw him when they started talking. I'm like, oh, who's this nice guy? <laughs> uh, 
like he, he's obviously shady, uh, but what we find is that he, you know he's not a, a criminal like in the sense of like a Crimson Dawn. Yeah, he's just a guy that um, is kind of apathetic to the Empire. You know, the only thing that bothers him about it is that they make it more difficult for him to spend his money. Yes. Yeah. So he says, yeah, he's come up with a, a w- way to game the system so uh, the rich can stay rich, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we find out that um, Mon Mothma, um, Mon Mothma's marriage was arranged, or at least it, it suggested suggest. that that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we get this. The dialogue, just the dialogue in this is a show is just, is just so good. It's, you know, um, you can tell this wasn't a first draft, (laughs) you know, you know, we've talked about solo before and it feels like, yeah, I probably could have used a couple more passes, especially on the dialogue. You know, if they had time, someone would have said, oh no, 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 we need to, we need to fix this. Um, this was... I, just the dialogue back and forth between um, Mon Mothma and uh, the 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 criminal whose name is not listed on IMDb yet, so I can't remember his character's yeah, name. Yeah, I can't either. Shoot. <laughs> but was you know, like sometimes in movies, you'll see people talking very clever to each other, you know. <laughs> And you're like, okay, yeah, well, this is, you know, someone wrote this very cleverly, but this isn't the way people talk. Yes, yes. There was nothing about their interaction that felt um, unnatural. Absolutely, no. Uh, you know, she's a politician. He's like a, a smooth-talking criminal. Um, they were going back and forth being very clever with each other, mm-hmm. but it never felt... It never felt like it was like it was a dialogue that was written. It felt like a conversation. They, they must have rehearsed that so many times just so they can get that natural uh, back and forth. Oh, and he he he's the, the very rhythm, subtle yeah. too. Um, uh, just the fun the way he talked to her and insinuated things. He was very subtle, which seemed to get um, mm-hmm. under get the to unnerve her. Yeah, and then we. We, at least, we get the sense that uh, there is a line that Mon Mothma is not willing to cross. Yeah. So we're we're finding that you know at the beginning of the season it seemed like um, uh, Mon Mothma and Luthen were almost partners. Yes. You know, and, and were headed. Uh, you know, and had the same goals. Uh, as the season has progressed, we found out that they are really very different. Yep. Whereas Luthen is willing to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, yes. Mon Mothma um, is, is given the opportunity to essentially, or for this crime lord to launder money for her. Uh, and... There's no financial cost. Um, he just has to, she just has to agree to hand over her uh, daughter in an arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she, 
and she reacted appropriately. <laughs> and, and what's, yeah. And what's good. I think you, there's a part of me that like, uh, thinking, well, you know, the, the kid's been such a pain in the That's ass. That's true too. <laughs> uh, you know, like in, in the entire, in, in the entire, um, or the, the first, like every time we've seen her, that it would be very easy. You could say, oh yeah, she would just give her up because she's a pain. Mm -hmm. But I think, and I think we were talking about it last week or the week before, we couldn't understand why she was like in a party scene. Yes. Maybe it was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I think the, and I do think the reason is now is to show that despite, mm -hmm. um, what a pain and what a nuisance she's been at times. Mon Mothma still is not willing to cross that yes. line. Yeah. You know, um, there's a bit of morality in her. Yeah. Although that's what could have been the best line in the show. If it wasn't for the fact that there's an incredible monologue, you know, near the end of the movie or the end of the episode was when, she says that she's not interested, not thinking, uh, you know, not considering it at all or something along those mm -hmm. lines. And then as he's leaving, he turns to her and says, that's the uh, uh, first uh, untruthful thing you've said today yeah. or something along those lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, just a, it was just fantastic. Just a parting shot. Yeah. So we got uh, an extended... Um, uh, sequence in the the prison. Yep. Um, which is the bulk of the episode, which I think we had, we had thought. Uh, so yeah. that wasn't a, a surprise. Yeah. Um, we didn't get any of the you know planning. Nope. Uh, of the escape, nope. Uh, it just kind of happened. Although. It became very obvious that this this was uh, Cassian's plan all along. Yes. Yeah. So even before he had people on his uh, side, um, this was going this was going to be his plan. Uh, and essentially, his plan was: the next time someone comes down the elevator, they find a way to jam it. Um. Start. Uh, start some uh, some trouble mm -hmm. and can and, and uh, get to the point where the jailers uh, or the guards are going to activate the uh electro the electrified floor the security floor mm -hmm. um and then short circuit yep. uh, so we, we found out that what he was and i don't know why i didn't catch this last week yeah um me neither. <laughs> he was in because he was in the washroom yeah. and he was hacking away at a pipe. I had assumed that he was like trying to get into some circuitry or was trying to break a piece of the pipe off to use as a weapon. And no, it just turns out he was just trying to break it so the water would spill everywhere. Yeah, I, I was. I had no clue at all what he was doing with that pipe. I couldn't fathom a plan mm -hmm. uh, of what he was doing. Um, but the, uh, the, the prison break itself, uh, was 
fantastic. Although I should mention, we got a scene before that, which which was just continuing essentially where um, last episode left off with uh, um, oh, what's his name, uh, the dead guy. Oh, Olaf. Um, Olaf, who we need to come, we need to come back to in a minute, because um, I found something interesting about the actor today. Um, but we can come back Ooh, to that. I'm a, I'm so Olaf, Olaf gets uh, gets carted off, and he uh, and so Cassian and um, what's his name, Kino. Uh, and Kino are having this conversation, and Andor saying, "This is the like we need to escape now." Um, and Kino's like, no, we, we can't, the guards are powerful, you know, they're in control and Cassie's like, no, they're not, they're scared. They just killed, you know, they just killed, you know, hundreds of people, two floors out of fear. Mm -hmm. This is the, you know, this is the uh, chance to act because they're going to bring more people in, um, and, and they were right. As soon like, <laughs> like things go, uh, you know, like uh, badly for the Empire. Yep. Uh, they give up pretty quickly. They seem so complacent. Uh, yeah, like none of them at at first can seem or are very um, seem shocked that something could go wrong. Mm. Uh, in fact, even to the point where halfway through the escape when they get to like the the central core or the command center there's like three guys there and they just they're just baffled like <laughs> no like how could you escape like it just yeah. um and and then we get uh um a speech Oh yeah. Which once again, in in in, in, in any other episode of TV, this would that would probably be oh wow you know, that's you know that was the 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 high point for for dialogue. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It it was good, but it just you know there was something better that came along in the episode. Um, because as they were as they've been escaping, they've been trying to let out other levels, but they realize they need to let everybody know because they have managed to shut down the entire uh, factory. Um, and they've shut it down in a way that it's they said it's going to take weeks to restart. So now is the time for everybody to rise up and you know and, and escape. Uh, so Kino gets on the gets on the radio and gives this inspiring message that they you know they need to fight and. Um, they need to climb and work their way up top to an escape. And then we get this. Um, uh, so we, we see them. You know, and I, I don't think I'm really missing anything else from the escape. Am I? No, except for obviously like the, you know, the very end part of the escape. Uh, just once again, uh, seeing Andor, um, Cat, uh, you know, not messing around, shooting the one uh, one guard just to let them know that uh, that they mean business. He just seems to have no hesitation mm-hmm. uh, again in uh, killing somebody to prove a point or to help the cause along. Uh, yeah, and 
as like as much as I could you know appreciate that the show has been very talky and and not very action you know focused i do like seeing andor run around shooting people (laughs) (laughs) you know yes (laughs) um and and he's very competent at it oh yeah oh yeah Uh, so um but then uh uh, we we see a crowd is get to um where they were all loaded in in the first place um at the top of the um of the factory Mm mm-hmm and people are excited and are already starting to to jump off uh, into the water and then we get and then we find out from Kino cuz he's all of a sudden is hesitant um and him and Andor share this look and then he tells Andor that he doesn't know how to swim yes of all things of all things um so there's this uh, there's this parallel to um, to what happens uh, or to a, a speech we get uh, later on in the episode or near the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like we find that we here was a character and who obviously was very important. Yep. Um, and I wonder how much of it is going to have an impact on Cassian after. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. throughout th- these last th- three episodes, Cassian has been the one that has been stirring up Kino um, to care and to want to rebel. Yeah. But ultimately, Kino was the one that got everyone going, um, you know, got everyone out. Um, and did it knowing that he wasn't going to get out. Yeah, it was his voice that let everyone out. So I wonder if that is going to inspire Andor to become, you know, part of the rebellion because we still haven't got there yet, right? Yes. <laughs> like, that's the... <laughs> and, and maybe that's what, and maybe that's what the next two episodes, you know, we're going to see some of that. Um, but we haven't got cast to the point where it's like, all right, you know, we need, we need to fight. Yeah. You know, we, we see him still running away, uh, at the end of the episode. Yep. Um, and then the other, um, piece of the episode that we got, uh, was, uh, we get a small, um, scene in the ISB where the uh, captured ship um their their ruse worked yep um it it drifted into into a dock they found the dead crew member um and their question now is what do we do and they've decided oh no we should just let it <laughs> let things play out cuz we don't want to tip our hand that, that we know what's going yep. on and that's exactly what we're going to do uh and then um and then uh we f- we find out that there is an uh, there is a spy in the ISB for the rebels. Yeah, that was um, quite surprising. I f- I was very surprised by that fact. Very surprised. Um who wants to arrange a meeting with Luthen. Um so we we get a scene where he's working his way down into the 
the lower levels of Coruscant, um, and then having a conversation with Luthen over like an earpiece. And he's telling Luthen that uh, you know he they need to tell the the crew that they need to stop uh, and abort the mission. And Luthen has the same thing. No, we can't do that mm-hmm. because if we do anything different, then they'll know that uh, that the the Empire will know that there's a spy. Yep. And those fifty people, because um, uh, I think they said that it was about it was about fifty people yeah. in the the team. Um, their lives are not as important as this uh, spy. Yeah, exactly. He says, you should feel good that, uh, that I'm wi- we're willing to sacrifice all these uh, people for you. Yeah. And he doesn't want, he wants out. He says that um, things have changed since, uh, since I joined, uh, since I became a spy for you, I now have a family mm-hmm. and a child and, and I want out. No, 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 no. And so then we get to the end of the elevator ride and to be honest i didn't think that they were actually going to meet i i didn't either no not for a second not for a second and so luthan is telling him you can't uh no you can't leave that isn't an option um and the spy is going on about what he's had to sacrifice the elevator doors open luthan's there and Luthen asks, or the spy asks, Luthen, you know, what have you sacrifice. had to sacrifice? And then we get this incredible <laughs> monologue where Luthen details all of the things that he has had to sacrifice. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> um, I, I had to, I had to look it up because some of the stuff that he says is just incredible. Um, where is it here? Ba-ba-ba. Because there was one very specific line that tied back. Um, calm, kindness, kinship, love. I've given up all the um, all chance at inner peace. I've made my mind a sunless space. Um, I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago from which there is only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. Um what uh, what is what is my sacrifice i'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them and and this is the 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 big line i burn my decency for someone else's future i burn my life to make a sunrise that i know i'll never see uh yeah uh so what do i sacrifice everything mm-hmm. uh, just <laughs> in, incredible delivered incredibly yes Right, like, like not not over the top. You could once again, I think, with uh, lesser writing, lesser acting, this could have been like something incredibly um, Hollywood. They could have turned it, made it to really Hollywood scene. I guess. Yeah, but it didn't. It just, you know, he delivers it um, with, uh, you know, with uh, um, an uh, honesty and a, and a resignation. Yep. You know, like he's not like he doesn't explode. He's like, like no, this is what I've had to give up. And he's very content with it. Uh, yeah, and and it's so the line I burn uh, my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. That's where we get this echo of of what uh, Kino did. Yes, uh, in the in the prison. Yeah, you know, he was willing to essentially, yeah, to 
help free everybody else or it, it get everyone um, to freedom, a freedom that he knew he would never mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Very um, good parallel. Just, just, just so so good, and then he sent, and then he essentially sends the the uh, the spy back on his way. He's like, "Nope, sorry." It's a remote for the door. Back at it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, in fact, yeah, just is like, no, I'm in control. You're never, yeah, you're never getting out. No, that's not an option. Closes the door, sends him on his way. Um. Once again, like, like here's another episode where it's like, okay, everything was fantastic. Um, they're really, like, I don't have much more to say about this episode because it was just because it was just so good. And again, just coming but, up with trying to think of okay, what are the next two episodes going to be? And again, like every other week, I have no clue what the possibilities could be of the next two episodes. Uh, neither do I. The only thing that I can think of is, if I had to speculate, we're, we're going to see Andor. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I was going to say, we're, we're going to maybe see him um, get aligned with the rebellion. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I got to imagine that it's it's going to have to because. Season two is like the, the, you know, the, the four years, you know, prior to, uh, Rogue mm. One, I could see him finally getting in contact with Mon Mothma because she seems to, Luthan wants him dead. Yeah. Um, he wanted him dead before. I think he wants him even more dead now because even to the people that you would think Luthan trusts. He is not willing to admit that he had anything to do with Aldani. Yeah, still, yes. <laughs> still. And Andor is that one piece, uh, uh, that one loose thread. Mm-hmm. So I could see, uh, you know, um, maybe that conflict coming to a head. Uh, you know, the conflict between uh, Luthan and Mon Mothma mm-hmm. with Andor being, you know, the, you know, maybe the deciding factor, you know, in that conflict. I, I don't, I don't know, but th- that's all I can guess. Like, I don't think, I don't think I could come up with anything as good as what they're going to no, come up no, with. So. Same here. It's, it, I just like the, I love the fact that I can't figure out what's going to happen next. And then uh, yeah. just, and then just seeing what's presented to us the, the following week. Mm-hmm. I, have noticed though that I'm starting to get more um, preview videos in my YouTube feed. Yes, and I, and I also after I watched Andor today, I watched a couple of you, you know, breakdown YouTube videos of the episode, and apparently they kind of gave away the spy in the ISB in in the um, in the trailers or what do you want to call them. So I'm I'm oh, kind of really? glad that. They didn't see uh, the uh, okay the trailers for it or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I haven't been watching them, um, but like, what I'm the only thing I'm concerned about for the next two weeks is that one is going to come up in my feed and it's going to have a, a like a 
you know, like the a screen cap mm-hmm. or the, the screenshot that's going to be something like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's spoiling yeah. something. Thankfully, all the previews that, that were videos that were coming up was just like a, a shot of uh, Kino and Andor in, you know, in their prison, yeah. you know, uh, jumpsuits on in the prison. Like, okay, th- that doesn't, it doesn't tell me anything. Yep. <clears throat> but, you know, like if all of a sudden, you know, like the, you know, like the, the thumbnail is like a, a shot of Cassian and um, Mon Mothma and Luthen all together <laughs> sitting at a table. Like, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting all three of them to get together. I don't want that. So I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous mm. about the next couple of weeks. But, oh, mm. <laughs> it was such a good episode it today. Was. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So uh, that was probably, that's what I thought was going to be, you know, the only Star Wars story to talk about today. Yeah. And and to be fair, like, there's been a couple other little things and maybe I should bring up one of the, one other one that it might be going to be before we get to the, what I think is <laughs> a bigger one. Um, yesterday, uh, we got news that um, Sean Levy, um, who directed Free Guy and Night at the Museum, um, did work on Stranger Things, and did he also direct The Adam Project? He did, and he's doing the next Deadpool movie too. Uh, yeah, a- a- yeah, and doing the next Deadpool um, is um, going to be doing a Star Wars movie. Now, w- once again, uh, this hasn't been announced so- by Lucas. <laughs> I was going to say, like, where are these leaks coming from? If they want to be so careful of not to, you know, put these, put out these, uh, they're not announcements, but I'm like, I think they'd be a little bit more careful of what, um, of what gets leaked or how it got leaked or. Yeah. So here's, oh, where did it go? Um, Deadline report, er, reports that Sean Levy um, is gearing up to develop a film in a galaxy far, far away. He'll focus on that after completing Deadpool 3. There was no official comment from Lucasfilm, but a source close to the situation confirmed the news to io9 with the caveat that the process is in various earliest stages. The director also confirmed this news on Twitter. Childhood me is losing his shit right now, Levy wrote. Adult me is too. <laughs> So we know this movie is like years away too. Oh yeah, like this is, um, yeah, because Deadpool hasn't even started going into production no, yet. I don't think so. Uh, let's take a look. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, Deadpool three. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even have a script yet. You don't think Deadpool 3 has a script? No. I bet it does. Uh, so it, Deadpool 3 is in pre-production. It has a release date of November 8th, November. 2024. Oh, okay. So we're like, it's two years away. All right. Um, I, I can't see them getting Hugh Jackman to sign on without a script. I, I The only thing, the reason I say that is because if... 
um, he must have given some indication because I can't believe someone would sit there. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I would be very surprised someone sat there, took the time, however long it took to write a script, unless they just gave him a treatment. Um, but to write a whole script and, you know, with him renouncing, you know, announcing he's not doing doing it anymore. And then someone's like, oh, well, let me go write a script. So it must have been some sort of treatment or something. Well, but him and uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds the, are yeah, friends. Yeah. I got to imagine that there was a conversation where he's like, hey, listen, you know, would you consider coming back to play Wolverine one more time in, in Deadpool? You know, it would, you know, it, it would be kind of played, you know, a bit for laughs and, uh, you know, it's going to be irreverent because it's Deadpool and we'll figure it a way that's not going to take away from that. He probably said, yeah, show me a script. You know, you know, it, or if the script is good or whatever, sure, mm-hmm. that's probably what would happen. I, yeah, I don't think someone was sitting in their, you know, in their basement like, all right, I get this great idea. I'm gonna. <laughs> it just, it, I, you know, I, I, I'm gonna make this integral to you know Hugh uh, Wolverine or Hugh Jackman's Wolverine integral to this movie, and if he they, we can't get him, we're fucked. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I just realized I'm probably gonna have to put a, an explicit tag. Oh. Episode now, but so aside from like this not being you know this being out for like years, uh, what would you think of uh, about Sean Levy doing a Star Wars movie? I'd be totally fine with him doing a Star Wars movie. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd have no problem. I would love to see what his Star Wars movie would be and what the story would be. Again, him sounding like he's a fan, so he must have, he's probably got something already in the back of his mind. Probably. And I just think, like, just from a, a directing and a, and a sensibility standpoint, like, I, I think back to the Adam Project, uh, and in, it wasn't, uh, you know, a life-changing experience um but it was a fun summer you know um adventure you know action adventure i i I enjoyed it i watched it and i enjoyed it uh and i'm perfectly fine with getting some star wars movies that are just you know good solid you know action adventure stuff like on the big screen yeah. right yeah. where you can have you know big action sequences and interesting characters and and whatnot so yeah i think i think he's a, a good fit and i think out of all of the directors that they have you know or people in the last few years that they've announced are going to be working on something mm-hmm. this one feels like the the safest bet oh yeah and i can only imagine who he might attract in actors mm-hmm. uh, to this movie as well too yeah, uh, but like Sean Levy isn't you know like he's done you know strong work, but he and he's been directing for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, so I it, didn't realize how long he's been directing for because I've only only kind of really known him uh, for you know I think he's helping produce Stranger Things, and then I didn't really know him until uh, the Adam Project, like the name. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. 
like where everyone else, where a lot of the people they've announced, and, and Taika Waititi is the one that you know sticks out the most. Where like, oh, he's the really hot director. Let's grab him. Sure, okay. Yep. Oh, hmm. okay. <laughs> Next movie didn't as well. Okay, let's set him aside. Josh Trank was another one where everyone was super excited about um, his. Uh, was it Chronicle? Is that it? yeah? His his, his I think it was uh, Chronicle. Uh, I can't remember. What, what, I'm pretty sure it, it, it was Chronicle, um, but everyone was super hyped on it. On him, uh, yeah, Chronicle. Um, and then his Fantastic Four um, bombed, mm-hmm. and you know apparently was taken away from him, and then. Lucasfilm went, no, I don't think we're uh, creative differences. We can't agree on this. So I, I think that Sean Levy is a safer bet. And them announcing right now, I, like, there's nothing that he's done that um, I think would get people upset either way. Yep. And it's almost like, a, a you know, and he's going to be the guy directing Wolverine and Deadpool in a movie. I mean, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just that publicity alone is is worth something as well too, and I would think it mm-hmm. wouldn't be a, a crappy movie. I would think it would be a pretty good movie, <laughs> having those yeah. two in it. So I think that's a win win for everybody. I agree. So the last thing I wanted to talk about tonight, which is something I did not expect we'd be talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Atomic Mass Games, so moving our way to like tabletop gaming. Uh, t- Atomic Mass Games, which is the company that uh, took over, they're owned by the parent company that owns Fantasy Flight Games that made Star Wars Legion. They took over Star Wars Legion about a year and a half ago. Maybe it was about a year mm-hmm. ago, whatever. Um, today they announced a brand new Star Wars miniatures game. Oh boy. Called <laughs> Star Wars Shatterpoint. Ah, uh, yes. Did you get a chance to watch uh, any of the the videos or the? Actually, no, I I haven't. Okay, so so do you know anything about it? Uh just the little bit that you had sent me. Okay, so what it what it essentially is just it's they've taken the, the the format that they've had for Marvel Crisis Protocol which is instead of a miniatures game that's like ma- you know massive armies and large scale it's a skirmish game where it, so instead of you're just like having you know four or six characters uh-huh. um uh do you know uh interacting on a smaller board oh okay um the models the characters are a bit larger than they would be on uh legion oh that'd be good um but uh, what it it allows for two things one um s- uh, these smaller style games tend to be more popular mhm um like uh the the game store that I go to to play Magic all the time, um, usually like there'll be like one group or a couple people there that are going to play uh, Warhammer, 
And usually they're getting there around the same time uh, that like Cooper's getting there to do to play magic, you know. And in the time that we play like four rounds of magic, they've maybe got in like half a game of <laughs> <laughs> you know of Warhammer because and and you know this like we've had like we've pl- played games of yep. Legion that have been like hours yes. long, yep. right? Um, but then at the same time, there'll be people that have come in to play Marvel Crisis Protocol, and, and they've managed to get in like th- three or four games. <laughs> um, so the idea that this, you can sit down, you know, um, at a table and play this game um, you know, is appealing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more people because it's less of a time commitment, yep. right? Um, from a model building perspective and painting. Um, you're not doing full armies, just, oh, I'm going to do Darth Maul. And then I can move on to the, you know, you know, then it's not, oh, but if I want to play, I got to now paint like, you know, 40 battle droids or whatever. It's (laughs) no, okay. And now I can do Asajj Ventress. Okay. Um, game doesn't come out till, uh, yeah, June, 2023. Uh, goes on pre-release uh, in January, um, but where they're going to one of the things that's that's going to differ from like what we've seen with Legion right now is they're going to be releasing new models every month. Oh wow, that's ambitious, and that's been one of well. But they've proven it because mm-hmm. they've been doing it with uh, Crisis. Marvel Crisis Protocol, right? Um, and so, like every every month, there's at least one new model that gets released, and, and it's just you know a char- you know a character, and, and sometimes the, sorry, some usually the way uh, I take it back uh, the way with Marvel Crisis Protocol, usually it's two characters in a box, mm-hmm. so f- for you know, $25, $30, you're getting two, two models. And, um, but because you can build your teams all these different ways, you don't feel like, Oh, you know, you know, that you can't expand because you know, you're spending instead of hundreds and hundreds of dollars, just to get an army to a point where you can play You're you know, maybe spending a hundred bucks. That's much better. (laughs) Yeah. Much better. Um, uh, apparently the, so there was a couple other things that they announced a, the game, uh, at least to begin with is going to be taking place during the clone wars era. Okay, cool. And B, um, they have their own, uh, unique, uh, animated style. Oh, wow. Yeah. In one of the videos I got to watch today, they talked about, um, being inspired a little bit by Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> so, so like if you look at some of the models, they're not completely like photorealistic, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't look like, you know, like the, the actors, uh, which is probably good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're all, but they're also not like the hyper stylized versions that we saw in, you know, in the clone mm-hmm. wars. Cool. So, um, yeah, was was really surprised uh, 
Sorry. Was surprised on one hand by the announcement. Um, I just wasn't expecting yeah. to see it today. Um, I'm a little concerned about Legion now. Well, that was my when we're going through this. I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if this is a not a replacement, but uh, um, well, yeah, I guess a replacement for Legion. That maybe they think that it's just dying out. Well. You know, part of the problem is they haven't re- they haven't really released anything. No, <laughs> you know, no, they haven't. <clears throat> like it, it, um, they did release some of those um, um, battle forces, yep. but apparently there was issues with like three of them. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> where they're like, um, they recalled the f- fourth one because they re- they were able to catch you know like they were made aware of the manufacturing issues and yeah. and bigger price points. You know, I, I think, well, yeah. And then that's the thing like, okay. So, you know, to get into it, um, you know, to, to build a proper army, you're spending at least $300 mm-hmm. yep. Canadian. Um, whereas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that this is at the same that it's gonna be at the same price point as uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, you know, you probably you don't even have to buy the starter box, but it probably makes sense yeah. because in that you're gonna be able to play a complete game period, mm-hmm. which you were able to do with Marvel Crisis Protocol. So if with the the core set with uh, Shatterpoint, let's assume that it's that it's right. Just with that, it was like I think I paid hundred and twenty dollars, and that's come and that's coming with uh, enough um, miniatures for you to uh, play for two people to uh, the two player game, and coming with a whole bunch of terrain. Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, at all. Yeah, and then so. The, and the other thing is that they have like a, a steady f- f- uh, uh, stream of, of revenue. Mm-hmm. Because even if even if Legion got on a schedule where they were bi- putting out more stuff, you're only there's probably there's always going to be some people that got to collect yes. everything, right? Yeah. But more often more often than not, because of the price point and because of the the cost to play the game, you're only going to buy the stuff. That A is for the the army that mm-hmm. you're building or that you already have, and that B you're interested in in adding to your right. to your army. Yeah. Right. So that might mean you might only buy one or two new products a year, even if they're just you know if they're releasing stuff all the time. Yeah. Like it's true. Like if you're, uh, I just like example for me for Legion. I mostly have the Empire. So I'm mm-hmm. to them. I'm missing out half of what they're offering. I'm not spending that. Yeah, it's a little bit of loss for money for them in that way too. Yeah. Whereas with you know, if it's if it's you know thirty thirty five dollars for a you know a, a character pack every every month, a you could see that that that's it's at that price point. We're like, yeah, that's probably maybe disposable income. Yep. 
you know, okay. <laughs> like it's cheaper. It's cheaper than going to see <laughs> for, for two people to go see That's a movie. <laughs> Uh, but once again, like if so, if someone doesn't buy it that month, month oh, maybe the next month there'll be a character that yeah. they like. And even if they're, and even if it's not someone like a, maybe you're only playing, you know, Jedi or whatever. Oh, but there's a Django Fett, you know, that comes out. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, I just want to build it. Well, once again, at, at, at you know, twenty to thirty dollars—that's a price point. You're like, yeah, okay. Even if I don't get to play this, you know, the being able to build it and paint it, you know, mm-hmm. th- that's yeah. fine. But there, you know, there's some Legion miniatures where I'm like, or models where I'm like, oh yeah, that would be fun to build, but and paint. But I don't think I'd use it, and I don't want to spend seventy dollars or eighty dollars on something oh, yeah. that you know <laughs> isn't going to get much use. Exactly. So exactly. So that would be my concern that it's going to, you know, it'll start making money for them and then they will want to, you know, drop Legion. The good news is though, is that it's even if, even if they decided to shut the, you know, to shut uh, down Legion and said, okay, we're done. The game's still not dead. Like they, you know, you can still play it. Yes. Right. There's enough out to play the game. Yeah, you know they're not coming to your house and saying, "All right, <laughs> turn it, turn it over, throw it in the fire." Um, but like I will admit, the idea of being able to um, play a Star Wars miniature game that isn't like a half day mm-hmm. commitment, yep, yeah, is, is appealing. It is so. I I agree whole, wholeheartedly. <laughs> Yeah, so we're they say that we're going to get um, more details in January, February. Um, in March, they're going to be doing their first demo. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I got to admit the models look good. And did you like the fact well, that they're to be bigger fair, too? The, that they're going to be a little bit bigger. I do like that too. And, and I got to tell you, uh, having painted. Um, I don't know, probably a dozen of the crisis protocol models. So much easier to paint. Good. <laughs> Good. And, and be, because, because they're bigger, you just have, you know, more space, you know, to work mm-hmm. with. <laughs> yeah. A larger canvas. Don't need a magnifying glass to paint. Uh, or do you still? Uh, I still do, but that's because my eyes are horrible, but, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just bad, poor vision. Um, there was one other story that I posted, but I want to save it because something I I saw an article today that I couldn't, I forgot to bookmark. Oh, and I want to come back to it because there was this article that was, was entitled uh, "Every Star Wars Movie We Were Supposed to Get Since Disney oh, Bought Lucasfilm," right. yeah. and I wanted to go through it. But I read an article today where they brought up another movie or another director that was supposed to get a Star Wars movie. I'm like, well, that wasn't on the list. Uh. So, <laughs> so I'm going to find that article and we can come back to it yeah, next yeah. week. Um, yeah, maybe last week's was a longer one. So this one's a bit shorter. But like I said, it's all good. Yeah, like this, all good. This is a good time to. Be, this is such a good time to be a Star Wars fan. 
That's still two more episodes. Uh, oh, me. Yeah, two more episodes to go, and um, I did notice that actually before before I did notice that they're starting to do um, some press for uh, Mandalorian season three. Yes, <laughs> very excited for that too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, I'm once uh, Andor ends. Uh, I'm gonna go through and watch all the Mandalorian okay, again, yeah. just to get get ready for uh, for the next uh, season. Been, and don't forget about the two episodes in Boba Fett. <laughs> well, uh, sure, yeah, I would, in, yeah, I would definitely going to include that because uh, there's also something I, I want to confirm. Um, I think that just in general that. Um, the Mandalorian looked better than Book of Boba Fett, even the, even those Mandalorian episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I just in my mind that's the case. Like I, I rewatched the was it Return of the Mandalorian or Enter the Mandalorian or whatever whatever episode seven was called yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I just decided I wanted just to watch that uh, about a month ago, and as I was watching, I'm like this doesn't look very good. Like, like how did I, and, and then, so I'm um, then in my mind, I'm like, am I just biased or did it look this bad? And I didn't notice it the first time just cause I was so excited. Cause it was a good episode of TV, but so that's why I'm interested in watching all of uh-huh. Mandalorian. And then those two episodes to see if just from a visual standpoint, if the quality dropped. It's a very dark episode. I know that. Mm-hmm. Very dark. Yeah. Okay. So with that, if uh, you're enjoying the show and you want to leave us a message, uh, or sorry, leave us a review, you can go to whatever podcast service you use. And uh, if there's a rating there or a leave us a review, please do so. If you want to leave us a message, you can go to anchor.fm slash smells bad out side podcast and if you're on a mobile device there's a little button there where you can record a message um week two of uh elon musk owning twitter it has not completely uh, collapsed on itself yet <laughs> <Not> so yet. <laughs> if people want if people want to find you there where can, how can they find you they can find me at homer j 13 uh, and people can find me uh, on twitter i'm at the pie whisperer and with that, it is time to say goodnight, Good Brent. Good night, Brent.